Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the Read Between Podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky, and crazy stories through the power of improv. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan. I'm your other co-host. I'm Leon. And we have officially reached episode 70, 70 of the podcast. <sighs> Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. Time Is this flies. podcast old enough to retire yet? Uh, That was a couple, that was like back in season two, we were able to retire. But I think we, I think we said podcast retirement is like not very glamorous. It's not. No, it's really not. You don't really like retire with money. No. It's one of those things where you retire and like your kid moves home. Yeah, to like exactly. help you out and yeah, and you just get another job anyway at like the subway down the street. Yeah. So currently we're like we're we're floundering around. We're kind of we're working we're working as Walmart greeters in the podcast world. <laughs> it's basically what we're doing. Uh, and then we normally take the stickers and put them on ourselves instead yeah. of handing out handing them out to gross little germy kids. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I feel that. That's what I would do. Yeah, I would too. Well, technically we have now reached oh gosh, what is it? It's this episode is technically being released. Technically being released in December. We are at this point nine days away from Christmas when this episode is coming out. What did you think you got for Christmas? We're nine days away from Christmas. What do Yeah, what did you think you got for Christmas? I don't know. Um Take some wild guesses. Uh what did Santa get you? Well, I'm thinking maybe at this point Santa might be well recording this in october it'll be december by that time i'm thinking it might be uh, a new tesla that's what i want mm. um okay uh maybe some new knives a new set of kitchen knives um mm-hmm. maybe a sweater or two it's yeah. very sad christmas yeah well the tesla kind of makes up for 90 percent of it. the christmas the tesla tree. the tesla is basically the tree the tesla is basically it's the tree topper i actually I, i'm thinking the tesla is going to show up in my living room underneath my tree i don't know how just like break through yeah the front of our house it's just a giant box okay yeah cool how about you um what do you think santa will be bringing you nine need, days from now i need a lot of new clothing a lot of all new of clothing. my clothes don't fit me right because we've both lost a shit ton of weight this we've year. Both lost a lot of weight. Yes. And I am no longer an extra large. <laughs> so if he could get me clothing that doesn't look like it belongs, like I'm five and it belongs to my mom, that'd yeah. be like great, you know? Yeah. If I just stopped looking like I was constantly wearing things that are too big for me. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good to me. That's yeah. kind of where I where I stand too. Same. Anything like that. So. Same. But nevertheless, uh, we're technically recording this in October. There's no snow on the ground yet, but hopefully soon enough. It's cold outside. It's cold out though. Yeah. We went for a run this morning and I thought my legs were going to just freeze right off. Yes. So that was that was no fun. But in in any case, we're still here. We're going to do another another improvised story for you. But this time we're going to go to our friends at fantasynamegenerators.com. Uh, let's see if they've updated the <laughs> algorithm yet. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. We've been using this for two years and they haven't changed a bit. I, I wonder if... People even still run that site, technically. Maybe. I think so. I mean, there's still a copyright from 2019 on here. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But uh, but we'll see. Uh, so at this point, so we're going to use their book title generator, as we always do. And we're going to spin on some genres and pick some story titles. And then we will tell the story uh, behind one of these titles. Sounds good. So, Lynn, can you give me a genre to spin on for some suggestions? Uh, let's do romance. Romance. All right. Let me spin this a few times, and we'll see what we get. And all right, here we go. Your choices are love without fear, friend of passion, true loves with brown hair, <laughs> colleagues of lust, sweethearts and foreigners, lovebirds and honeys, passion of the south, 
Memory of the Mountains, Happy for My Man, and Symbols of My Admirer. What was the brown hair one? Uh, True Loves with Brown Hair. Okay. True Loves with Brown Hair. Okay. Stick with that one. Let me save that. Okay. Uh, next genre. Mm, adventure. Adventure. Let's see what kind of adventurous stories we can get this time. Spin a couple more times here. Okay, here we go. So your choices are Mouse of Glory, Soldier with Immortality, Lords with Determination, Humans of Utopia, Spies and Companions, Girls and Butchers, Planet of Next Year, Wand of the Banished, Eliminating the Beginning, and Smiles in the Ships. All these are strange. Yeah, that one's a tough one. Yeah. Can I see the list? Sure. Sometimes it's easier if I just see the list. Mm -hmm. No, that's fine. It's a tough thing having to like listen to them and think of one right. that like kind of jumps out to you right away. Let's go um, Planet of Next Year. Planet of Next Year. Interesting choice. <clears throat> wonder, what, wonder what we could do with that one. I like to think I'm interesting. <laughs> Wink. And let's get one more category. Um, let's go with uh, the nonfiction. Nonfiction category. Let's see what we get here. I like how all of these nonfiction end up having like nothing to do with specifically well, anything. Right. That's the funny part. Is like, how can you have a nonfiction category without but, some sort of subject? Right. Like, personally, I don't get it. Yeah. All right, and here we go. Okay, your choices are: Men of the Revolution. Predators of Technology, Sinners of the East, Grasses in Your Garden, Fish and Freaks, Angels and Rats, Paintings of the Lakes, Oars of Heaven, Mystery of Drawing, and Joy of Animals. We gotta get a little freaky up in here. <laughs> fish and Freaks? Give me some Fish and Freaks. Fish and Freaks. That's, that's a good one. I like that one. I like it too. All right, let's see. So your final three choices are, now that we've picked the three there... So your choices are, uh, what was this? Oh, True Loves with Brown Hair, uh, Planet of Next Year, and Fish and Freaks. I still think I like Fish and Freaks. Fish and Freaks? All right. Cool. So without further ado, for the first and only time, we present to you Fish and Freaks. So everyone knows what a fish looks like. And everyone knows what a freak looks like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's various definitions of what freaks are. But what happens when that fish and freak get together and produce a new freak? <laughs> freak? That's a fish, half fish, half freak. Scientists have long wondered what the, what the cross-section between fish and freak would be. And now we know. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're we're aware, but it was it was a long process to get to this point. Right. Um, this all started decades ago. Decades mm -hmm. ago, it was. So I think it was 1973. Yeah, that sounds like you know prime prime freak year. That's peak peak freak, freak year. Yeah. Peak freak. 1973 was peak freak, and in that time, freaks were all about in all different shapes and sizes and 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 colors colors and creeds and and places and things and everything like that there were a lot of fish mm -hmm. a lot of fish in the sea no pun intended um and uh, there was fish of all different shapes sizes colors creeds and different places and things yeah and uh-huh 
And scientists were long trying to figure out how do we how do we merge the world of fish and freak into one being. They both start with the same letter. Yep. Which means something's going on. Something's going on. There's got to be somewhere along the evolutionary chain where fish and freak. We meet don't up. have any other animal in the world that starts with H. Fuck hippo. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we don't have any other animal in the world that starts with E. Elephant. God damn it. What about F? F. Fox. Well, no, that doesn't count. Fox isn't an animal. Fox is a cable no. network. <laughs> foxes are not animals. Oh, uh, but there are actual like foxes out in the world. Get out of here, Jerry. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. But like they're kind of cute. Have you seen one? You've definitely seen that video of the guy that starts laughing and then his Arctic fox follows up with the laugh and is like. <laughs> Jerry, it's 1973. I don't know what you're talking oh, no, about with this video. Right. No one knows what phones are yet. Turns out that Jerry was from the future. Turns out Jerry was a time... I've sp- been compromised! And he just like poofs. <laughs> Jerry was a time spy that ended up back in 1973. He was trying... Because he found out that the 70s were full of stupid people. The 70s were just full of idiots. Especially in the science community. Just trying to figure out how to combine things together yeah that that's where that's where we got the pet rock uh the pet rock came into being in that time period because they're like oh yeah we can give all the comp we can give all the uh the traits of a cat of a house cat to a rock what yeah have you ever heard of pet rock i know what pet rock is but was that like literally a marketing slogan lynn this is an improvised story we can make anything happen okay (laughs) look i was just no it was not a marketing in our world, yes, that's what they tried to okay, do. All right. I, know how, I know how improvisation works. I've seen <laughs> so many of your shows. <laughs> that's not really a good indication. <laughs> hey, did you know that when we were in college, I'd go to their rehearsal? <laughs> oh, yeah. At least you see me in better stuff now. So anyway. Yeah, and I don't go to your rehearsals anymore. That's thank true. God. You don't. Um, but anyway, yes. Uh, scientists in the 70s really tried a lot of weird shit. Um, but they thought the combination of fish and freak would be the most, um, would be the one that would generate the most buzz. Just life changing. Honestly. So now I think we need to, we need to explain to the audience what, what in science terms defines a freak. What, what really is the defining qualities of a freak in the minds of scientists? Um, well, for one, they have to have like really spiky hair. I was about thank you. Yes. I I honestly was like probably spiky. Yeah, hair. like we're talking like we're we're not talking like silly like Justin Timberlake spiky. Hair. We're talking like Liberty spikes. And yeah, right. You, you know what I mean by Liberty like, spikes. The, yeah, the really big punk, the ones. really tall punk rock spiky hair. Um, they I think it in order because they're getting together with fish. Mm-hmm. They gotta have some type of gill thing. Yep. Um, dorsal fins are optional. But like, but they're like strongly, strongly suggested. Strongly suggested. But if you don't have one, hey man, it's it's cool. Webbed feet are a pretty cool thing too. Webbed feet is the beginning of of how you know uh-huh. your child is a freak. Um, you have to be able to curl your tongue. You know, like it, that's like a really interesting sign of somebody that like who can curl. Yeah, I can't do that. Lynn's what cur- really? No, I can't. I can't do that. No way. Nope, can't do it. Everybody, stick out your tongue and try and curl it. I didn't even try. Why? Because I, I can't. No idea. I can't do it. Everybody. It, apparently, it's a genetic. Thing. Everybody else in my family can do it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's. In, I didn't know. Considering that. it's genetic, I I don't. I can't do it. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's another that's another trait. Um, gosh, uh, 
large wingspan. Well, stop curling your tongue. That's really weird. Um, yes, a large wingspan. You have to like Granny Smith apples. Very, 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 very short legs. Yes. I'm talking not even a foot's worth. Yeah. Um, you're all torso. Oh yeah, you're just you're, you're just tor- you're just lanky torso kid. You're just a you're just a chest with <laughs> chest with arms. Yep, you're just a chest with arms. Um, and then you waddle like a little penguin. Yep. And your favorite food is chicken cordon bleu. No, because everyone like chicken cordon bleu is like good. No, but the th- the thing with freaks is they like their chicken cordon bleu not with ham but with with turkey. Mm. then it's not it's not cordon it's just mm. a chicken turkey blue or whatever mm. yeah but yeah so that 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 i think is the is the textbook definition of a freak if you go look in a bunch of biology notebooks and a bunch you'll of, find it and by biology notebooks i mean like notebooks of weirdos that wrote about biology in the 70s mm-hmm. that's what they define a freak as mm. and so they found they found one uh they found one i think it was in it was in new york city go figure um that's where all the freaks are any in New York City. New York in the 70s, New York City was prime freak ground. Prime. Prime freak central. They found one. His name was Gerald. Gerald uh Gerald was a mild-mannered guy, he lived in New York City. He had he worked most days in a, as an accountant, mm. but he also worked on the weekends uh he also worked at an aquarium because you know part gill, the, yeah, the gills right. kind of thing, part mm-hmm. fish. Um, he, he was a tank cleaner. Yeah, he was a tank cleaner, and he also was a fish whisperer. Mm-hmm. He talked to the fish and figured out what their needs were. Yeah. Um, so he was able to help out the uh, help out the staff at the aquarium figure out what they needed. Um, he was the person that could best relate to the fish. He was also he also dabbled in fish therapy on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, always working that Gerald. Yeah, always working. You know, whenever families had problems with their pet goldfish, you know, when the fish wasn't eating or He'd when come over and be like. All right, Goldie. What is it this week? And you would just you would just see him just sitting and staring at the tank and just going, uh-huh. Uh-huh, writing on okay. a notepad. All right. So your kid keeps trying to pet her and she's not a dog. You can't just like stick your finger in her water and pet her. That fucks with her water. Makes her sick. I'm sorry I said fuck. I didn't mean to say I mean, it. That's, just, I'm just repeating what the goldfish the gold, said. The goldfish said it's fucking yeah. stupid. You, she, you, know, you, it's, you can't just fucking pet any fish. You're, you're messing up their ecosystem. The, fi- the fish said specifically, would I go into your bathtub and touch you when you're in the bathtub? No, would I don't I think so. Would I go in and piss in your face while you take a bath? No, I wouldn't. Anyway. And again, this is the fish talking, not me. So don't don't anyway. misinterpret anything. Is this as me? <laughs> this is the fish talking, not me. Also, this is not Gerald. This is this is Bubsy, your fish. Yeah, right. And um, so two two things to take away from here: tell your little shit of a kid to stop putting his finger in places where it don't belong. And that's Gerald talking, not that's the fish. Gerald that's Gerald talking. That's me time. saying. <laughs> that's me saying. Keep your fucking kid away from the fish tank. Keep that little piece of shit away. And also, also it's two, it's also two hundred fifty dollars an hour. So you two fifty an hour. Also, also, you can't put Bubsy in a little bowl. No, you got. He needs like a tank. This is torture. Bubsy, Bubsy needs to roam free in a bigger tank. I mean, and by bigger tank, I mean flush him down the toilet so he can go through the sewer system and into the Hudson River. That's what I'm saying. I fucking hate Bubsy. I fucking hate Bubsy. <laughs> he, he, he called he called me fat. I'm not even that fat. I'm nah, like, I'm pretty skinny for a I'm freak. Six, I'm 6'2", 165. What are you talking about? I'm pretty lanky for for a freak, you know? Um, so, 
it was actually at this, it was actually at that specific meeting that um, the, New York had established a freak hotline hmm. where like if you, if you encounter a freak in the wild and they just really freak you out, you can call the freak hotline and let them know and they'll jot that down and keep that in memory. <laughs> It was seventies were weird, man. Seventies seventies just had a weird bunch of weird. Seventies had a weird on. bunch of weird things, but the thing was, Gerald was the only freak in the freak database that they had logged in like the you six know, months. Guy, Gerald came over and kept calling my kid a prick, and kept and kept yelling about fish and telling me he owed two hundred fifty dollars an hour when his classified ad clearly said fifty. He's trying to add money. Like, I'm sorry. He's he's a real the freak. The two was smudged. I know it. And also, he stuck his head in the bowl to talk to the fish, which was weird. But also, he didn't lose his breath, which I was surprised by. So, he's probably part fish. Well, well, ma'am, you do realize that freaks have gills, right? And she was like, <gasps> and then hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> she heard that. She hung up the phone <laughs> mid-report. Oh, my so, God. So, um... So the scientists in New York City knew they had their candidate. They knew they had their candidate, um, but they realized that they needed a fish to to go along. And so, um, and so lo and behold, go figure, uh, Gerald ended up getting paired with the, with the fish that he was trying to learn about, was trying to or trying to therap or therapy. No, not be a therapist too. Excuse me. Well, and God, what was the name? Oh, Bubsy. Bubsy. Bubsy, yeah, and it was and it was only Bubsy because the family listened to Gerald's warnings. They flushed him down the toilet. He ended up in the Hudson River, but then uh, the then the scientists ended up finding him mm-hmm. on a on an excursion to find fish. Pulled him out, and Bubsy seemed like really really different from all the other goldfish that they had found. And it was interesting because it was just the goldfish in the middle of the Hudson River. They're like, mm. this is strange enough. And then of course Gerald and Bubsy end up meeting together in this lab. And Gerald's like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. This, you be, fu- this, this joke? This fucking, this fucking fish? I got to deal with this fish again? What the fuck? Yeah, fuck you, Bubsy. Yeah, fuck you, you fucking freak. You fucking Bubsy-looking freak. What are you staring at me for? And Bubsy's just sitting there like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, because it's a fucking goldfish. It's a fucking goldfish. It's a goldfish. What do you want? And so the scientists explain to, to Gerald and Bubsy what's going to happen. And... It's kind of hard to explain, but the process of merging fish and freak, it, it, it's a very, it's a very intense one. Um, it involves a lot of, it involves plastic surgery. Mm. Uh, it involves intense cryotherapy. Mm. Um, it involves uh, genetic manipulation. Uh, it also involves a little bit of whining and dining because mm-hmm. you have to let your subjects get to know each other a little bit before you just merge them together. Right, right, right. They have to learn each other's personalities. Um, it involves some teamwork building. It involves rope climbing, um, you know, zip lining together, mm-hmm. all those th- uh, trust falls. There's a lot of trust falls. A couple involved. of vacations to the Bahamas. Yeah, they, you you're mandatory. You mandatorily have to take two vacations to the Bahamas. Once where you're sleeping in separate beds, and once where you sleep in the same bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but two of the five nights you have to sleep in the same bed, swapping who's big spoon and little spoon. Mm. It's weird with a fish because you have to sleep at the bowl. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, you can't just like leave the fish in the sheets. Yeah. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, yeah. And the thing is you also have to, on three days of that trip, you have to alternate between salt water and fresh water. Which is weird for a goldfish because a goldfish is like, I don't know what's going on. Why is this water so weird? Mm-hmm. And then it's like it, it it's it's a very long and drawn out process. Also, they have to go to the movies together three times a week, um, each time seeing the same movie, and that movie is Casablanca. 
but each night of the week, one night is in English, one night is Japanese, and one night is just completely silent. Mm. So yeah, it, it's it's a long and strange process to merge them. But finally, at the, after the end of the process, which takes about six years, it's about six years worth of just intense scientific manipulation. Mm-hmm. You get this, you get this beautiful creature that they then have to take and then actually redo everything because they realize, okay, this is not working. <laughs> And so they, they do a lot more plastic surgery. They do a bit more. Now, again, by this point, it's 1979. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they're like, oh, okay. Well, for the 80s, what are we going to do? I mean, disco disco is still in technically mm-hmm. in 79 because it's still the 70s. So they make sure to show the movie Saturday Night Fever. So they switch up the movies. They still do the three times a week movie night. Mm-hmm. This time it's Saturday Night Fever. But every night they just cut out all the dialogue and it's just all the music. Oh shit! It's just staying alive. They they just play staying alive for an hour and a half over the over the movie. Oh god, that sounds like torture. But again, no, it's a it's a thing. It's a scientific thing because to merge freak and fish, that song keeps their it keeps their mind in the mindset of staying alive. It keeps their heart at a, a rhythmic beat. Just just it's keep both hearts at a consistent beat. pace. Yeah, because yeah. it's just and, and you know you know what they say about staying alive. That's the song you use to do chest compressions for CPR to keep somebody alive. <laughs> I've taken CPR. They're a lot faster than that. Really? <laughs> yes. They say Baby Shark is 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 one to use now, which seems stupid. Uh, baby I guess, yeah. Shark. Do, do, or I don't know what. Please it, don't start. It's gonna get stuck in my head. Don't. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. It gets stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> but uh, but even after that point, Gerald and and Bubsy were still. They still couldn't come to one. It seemed like their their consciousness wasn't one. And the scientists were having trouble figuring out how to make how to make these two see eye to eye because physically they could bring them together as close as possible. And the be one a being. beautiful, beautiful creature. Yeah. But that mind was what was tearing everything apart. Yeah, the mind because neither of them could see eye to eye. They both hated each other. Mm-hmm. Gerald especially hated Bubsy. I mean, granted, they were the sexiest freak alive, rated by People Magazine, six years running ever since this whole experiment started. Right. But now it's it's just it's it's a hollow shell. You know, it's this beautiful shell with nothing going on up top. Mm-hmm. They had to figure out something. They had to figure out a way. And um, so that's when psychedelic drugs took in. Yes, because it's 1979, and why the fuck not? Let's see what happens when they're on peyote. Exactly. They they just they bring a cavalcade of psychedelics. We're talking LSD. We're talking mushrooms. We're talking uh, well peyote. We're talking all of the stuff, all the good stuff. And Bubsy and with Bubsy, they just drop a bunch of it in his water. With uh, well, no, because it's one, it's one being now. Basically, they thought that just dropping the fish inside Gerald's head would make would give Gerald the fish brain. That's not how it works. Mm. You, you still need a brain. You still you still need an actual brain in there. Because mm-hmm. uh, granted, these were kind of crackpot scientists in the seventies. They were all doing peyote and LSD. They didn't right. They, they were, were like, really, these drugs are for us. But let's give it to the let's, fish freak. Let's give it to the fish freak and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that you know some stuff happened, but it it really really what happened was it was one day they were watching Saturday Night Fever together. They were in this. They were in this room. Now they they didn't even take him to a movie theater. To watch it. They sat in this blank room with a TV and a VCR underneath it, and they just sat there and they watched. And and Gerald looked over at Bubsy, and Bubsy looked up at Gerald. Bubsy gave a little, and Gerald looked down and was like, "I know this movie's fucking stupid, right?" 
this movie's fucking terrible. And they both are just, they just start sitting there laughing and they just start talking to one another about how terrible this movie is. Yeah, John Travolta can't even fucking dance. Look at him. He's just dancing around here like a pansy. He's just running around in his white suit. Don't know what the hell he's doing. John Travolta, he, he's an idiot. And they're like, wait a minute. They both don't like John Travolta. Okay, here, hey, write, write that down. Write that down. And so they realize they need to find every single John Travolta film in existence, which by that point, there weren't many. There, there weren't mm. a whole lot. No, I don't. I don't believe so. And I, yeah, I mean, they found they found Greece, so they they decided to find Greece, and they're like, okay, fine. I feel like we're maybe predating Greece a little bit with the timeline, but that's okay. Whatever. I don't know. But anyway, they 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 went to go talk to Jerry from the future and was like, we need every copy of every John Travolta of every John Travolta movie up to your time. Yes. And he was like, all right, we got Grease. We got Face Off. What else you need? Because those are the only two that I know. We got Battlefield Earth. We got we got uh, The Fanatic. We got, uh, wild, we got Wild Hogs. We got, uh, wasn't he in The Shaggy Dog with Tim Allen? I think so. Yes. Or am I thinking of something? No, he was in The Shaggy Dog with Tim Allen. I think he was. Um, what else was he in? He was in uh, really bad movies. Trying to think of more bad movies. He was in... Get Shorty. He was in Pulp Fiction. He was in. Oh, he was in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's right. He was in Pulp Fiction. Uh, he was in. Oh God, I'm oh, blanking so hard right now. I don't know. That was that was like a good amount of films that you named. I've I named exactly two. Probably could have named more, but that's a that anyway. And they they bring them all in, and Bubsy and Gerald they just go through all these movies. Now, unfortunately, uh, Jerry had to try to procure all these films on VHS, which was not easy considering some of these movies are like newer movies, and they uh, yeah, weren't. Yeah, mostly on Netflix. Yeah, so Jerry had to take the time to actually like put some of these on a television and record them on a VCR, mm-hmm. and he had to find blank VHS tape somewhere, which was really that fucking was hard. Really to, hard. Really, really hard really to find hard. those. Yeah. So, uh, so a few months later, he came back to 1979 with the ta- with tapes full of John Travolta films, and they finally got Gerald and Bubsy sitting in a room together, watching John Travolta films and laughing and criticizing them. And then finally, one day, they were watching Wild Hogs. It came to the climax of the film. When Martin Lawrence, John Travolta, William H Macy, and Tim Allen were all were all beating up all these bikers in in this little town during a chili festival, and finally Gerald and Bubsy started laughing hysterically, saying, "It's fucking stupid! It's so dumb!" Blue, 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 blue. And all of a sudden, both of them just kind of go limp, and they both start shaking. And then in there, the scientists are monitoring from another room through like a double-sided window, a double-sided uh, window, mm-hmm. and uh, a double-sided mirror, excuse me. And they're and they're just watching, and both of them start, you know, glowing and start emanating all this light. And a light, yeah, a light starts to shine down on them, and you just hear, <laughs> and then you see just, and then this, the light just explodes, and. And, it's, and then there's nothing. It's silent. <coughs> Excuse me. The room is quiet. And all of a sudden, like the Terminator coming back from from a different time period, you see this just crackle of electricity. Ball of energy opens up, and it's one, and it's this giant monster. It's a tall, six foot two, hundred sixty five pound human body with a fish head. But to them, <coughs> it's perfection. It's the most beautiful thing and uh they don't even have to walk they just float like an ethereal being yeah and they go up to the um double-sided mirror and they just flick it and it shatters and it goes hello 
it is me, blah, 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 blah. The one thing that science did not need to create, blah, 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 blah. Gerald R. Bubsington, blah, 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 blah. Give me all of your peyote, blah, 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 blah. And all of your John Travolta films, blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what they do. They give him a giant uh, black garbage bag of peyote. And a giant black garbage bag of John Travolta VHS tapes. And uh, then they just blast off into space. Find a good space rock. And somehow they just stick that VHS in their mouth when they want to watch it and are able to project (laughs) inside their eyeballs, the movie inside their eyeballs. Wow. And that's how they live out the rest of their lives, getting very high and watching John Travolta films. The end. The end. (laughs) Wow. Uh, That was quite the trip. Um, I hope I hope they're happy up in space world. I hope so too. I hope they're uh, I hope they're enjoying their lives. I yeah. hope they they're enjoying those shitty shitty movies. Yeah, all the shitty films. I hope that when they watch Face Off, they take their one hand and just run it down their face. <laughs> run it down their face down to the gills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's not a good visual. Not a good visual. Well, Lynn, where can people find you on the internet now that we've told them all about our weird? fanatical ideas you go to twitter you go to instagram you type in a y n n e l n n and then you find me and and you make friends with me follow me we'll be friends we'll talk about anything other than peyote and john travolta and and we'll be we'll be doing good because you don't do drugs and you don't do john travolta movies no no not really Uh, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at E underscore Williamson 93. You can find the show on social media at ReadBetweenCast on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ReadBetweenCast. You can find the show uh, on, you can find the, excuse me, the show airs every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I got it right that time. There we go. You, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, basically any podcast service. Just search the ReadBetween Podcast. Look for the red banner with the RB and you will find us there well that's gonna do it for this week this week's episode thank you very much for listening uh make sure you watch out for your fish friends watch out for your freak friends and we will see you guys next week take care adios